Hello, and welcome again to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. You know, the Taiwanese people, they actually, in certain respects, they are a little spoiled, but they don't know it. And I'm going to tell you why. If you compare it with the situation in, in, in other countries, they are very privileged in, in some things. I've already told you in previous episodes some reasons why I like Taiwan. Good things, for example, I told you about the safety, right? People are not really scared to, to walk late at night. I told you schoolgirls walk home after their night classes and, and they're not scared. Of course, it's not crimeless, right? But uh, it's a very safe place compared to, well, compared to my country, South Africa, right? It, it's very safe. And there are a few other things that are also just just great, and the Taiwanese, take they take it for granted. The first thing I want to talk to you about is uh, taxes. Now, the tax in Taiwan is really, really low. And the people here just think <laughs> that's the way it should be. But actually, if you compare it with, um, again, with South Africa, where my brother, who's a high school teacher, he pays 40% of his income to the government. And this is the normal middle-class person, right? In Taiwan, a teacher pays between 6 and 10% tax. Now, the reason for this is very easy. Even I, with a terrible mind for numbers and the ec economy, I can figure it out. In Taiwan, virtually everybody has a job. The unemployment is really, really low. So, if everybody can contribute 6% or 7%, and of course, then there are some very rich companies that the government also tax. But because everybody can contribute a little bit, we can have a, a pretty low tax. For example, last year, I did lose a lot of my income because of the, the closure of some schools. But I still made enough money to survive. And for the whole year, I only, I paid less. I don't want to tell you the exact number, okay? But I paid less than $5,000 Taiwan dollars in taxes. And that's a, that's a sixth of, let me see, of a thousand. So it's like mm, 200 US dollar. That's all. I paid for a whole year for tax. So that you cannot complain about. Right? And I, again, the reason is because everybody contributes five or 6000 Now, if you go to South Africa, the unemployment rate is staggering. In the province where I grew up, in the eastern province, the unemployment rate amongst adults is 80%. That means almost nobody has a job. And, and countrywide, it is, it is really high. I don't have the exact number because it changes from time to time. But it's, it's above 30%, 20 to 30% of people don't have a job. So then this few people, the few people who have jobs, the government, they tax them to death because they, are, they need money, right? So that's one thing that the Taiwanese don't realize how lucky they are, that they pay really, really low taxes. And as we talk about jobs, let's just stay on that story. Because another thing that the Taiwanese don't realize is their job market. Actually, Taiwan, the unemployment rate should be 0%. Here are more jobs in Taiwan than there are people. So a lot of like manual labor, uh, factory workers, it's all imported. And because there are so many jobs, this is the first country that I've ever uh, been in where people will just resign. They will resign, but they don't have another job. They, they just resign and I go, for example, I said to my student, so what do you do? No, I'm between jobs now. I said, oh, how did that happen? He said, no, I want to take a rest for a few months. <laughs> now, in South Africa, where I grew up, that will never happen. Of course, people change jobs, but you apply for a new job. And when you have that job, you give notice at your old job 
usually one month notice and then after that month you move over you don't take a few months off to rest but here it is absolutely completely accepted you can just resign your job you do not have an idea what you want to do maybe you want to change completely your direction or you want to uh, take a look if there's something better available but very often the people don't look first they resign first and then they just relax a little bit <laughs> and then and then when it's time they get a new job because there are so many jobs so now again the taiwanese thinks this is absolutely normal this is the way it goes in the world but it it's not they are very very privileged to have the situation where the job market is almost you can you might not always find a job exactly what you want but you are going to find a job all right so that's two things the taxes and the jobs and they kind of go hand in hand right so another thing that that is uh, interesting here is that you now i've had in the past i've had a car and i've had a motorbike and now i have a bicycle and the, uh, the, the interesting thing is, in Taiwan, I'm not talking about, say, for example, if you buy a Toyota and then you, your Toyota must get its 10,000 kilometers big service and those things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking if they, there's a little problem with your car. So you just drive down the road to your local mechanic, which is often a very small area, just enough for one car to go in, or your local motorbike store. There's often many of them too. And if they don't actually replace something, apart they don't charge you for the labor not always but 99 percent of the time i remember I, I've, I took my car to my mechanic and i would say i hear a funny noise and he would look here and put a little bit of oil here and do this and do that he says okay i said how much he said nothing and uh, uh, i have friends with bicycles and sometimes you go to the bicycle repair store and there they adjust something for you and then you say how much they go no no charge only when they actually replace something do you have to pay and that is absolutely incredible and again, here people think, oh, yeah, this is the way it, it works in life. No, I remember when I was a student in, in South Africa, I had an old VW, a Beetle, a little Beetle. And I would take it for a service and they would replace, say, the oil, of course. They replace the oil and maybe some spark plugs and some other things. But then when you get the bill, the actual spare parts is only about a third of the bill. Two thirds of the bill is labor. And that just doesn't, doesn't exist here in the smaller stores that, that you take your car or your motorbike or your, your bicycle to be repaired or adjusted or whatever. And that is just fantastic. I mean, that is just heaven, right? And linked to this story, I just told you that if you have a problem with your motorbike or your scooter or your car, you don't have to go too far. The Taiwan people also think, now I'm talking specifically about the big cities, okay? Like... Taipei, Kaohsiung, and so on. I'm not exactly sure how it is in the countryside. It must be a little different. But here, everything is near you, and there's a lot of it. For example, you walk out your, your door. If you turn left, 20 meters, there's a 7-Eleven. If you turn right, 18 meters, there's a family mart, which is also a kind of convenience store. So it's a difficult decision. Do I want to work, walk 18 meters or 20 meters? The same with these repair stores, these little garages. I mean, in, in, in between me and the 7-Eleven, it's not really 20 meters, okay? I'm exaggerating a little bit. Or say it's 50 meters. And between my house and the 7-Eleven, there are actually three motorbike repair stores and one bicycle repair store. So it is just everything is everywhere. And the same with little restaurants, right? The same with all these kind of things. It is just everywhere. You don't have to look for it. And again, if I'm thinking now, if I think when I take my mother's, when I'm back home and I want to take my mother's car to change new tires or something, 
I have to drive for a good 20-30 minutes to get to the tire place. No, not here. You just look around and there's probably one on the corner. And then the, it's so great, you know, and it's, it's just wonderful. It's a, it's a good life. Okay, Everything is everywhere and there's a lot of it on your doorstep. Okay, one more thing that I want to tell with you now. As I've said in many episodes, now I said I used to have a car and a motorbike, but now I only have a bicycle. So to get around now, I use public transport. And uh, I told you about the buses, but most of the time I take the metro, which we call the MRT here. And because I don't want to stare at my smartphone screen when I'm on the metro, I always like to read. So I always have a book. My friend is onto me to get a Kindle, but I kind of like holding the book, you know. So for years I borrowed here and borrowed there, and then finally I joined the library, you know. And the library has a decent English section. And what I want to tell you about, now, I haven't been a member of a library in another country for a very long time, so it's possible that it, the same situation happens there. But I remember when I was a little guy and I went to, the, my mother was actually a librarian, right? So when I went to the library and I said to my mother, I need this book, she can now order this book from another branch. But it, that took a while in those days, right? She calls that branch and then uh, like two or three weeks later, your book will arrive. And they say, oh, your book is here. They call you. Now in Taiwan, after I joined the library, one of my students told me, you can actually do that same thing, but it's all online. You can, there's a website, you go to the website, you see the book you want, you say, I want this book, send it to my branch, please. And a day or two later, that you get an email that says, your book is here. Now for me, which I remember it how it was before, you know, when you wanted to get a book, but they call interlibrary lending, right? When you wanted to get a book, it was not that easy. Now, I hope the libraries and the librarians abroad are not angry with me for saying that uh, only Taiwan has this system. I'm sure by now many countries have this, but here it is just incredible. Within, I think within two or three minutes, you, you can have it all done and you've never left your living room. And now you wait for your email to say that the book has arrived. And that is just wonderful. If you like a, a specific writer like Baldacci or Lee Child or somebody and you want his books, you just get them and they come to your library. And I just think that is fantastic. And uh, when I ask my students, do you, this is a wonderful uh, service that you have here. They go, no, no this is normal. So for them, all these great things is just very normal. I don't want to say they are spoiled. I say they are very privileged here in Taiwan to have all these uh, different things that makes your life so much easier. All right. So I hope you don't feel jealous next time you take your car for a service in America or in England and you have to pay labor of a million pounds because here I'm not going to pay anything next time I take my bicycle for a little adjustment to the gears. It's Labor is non-existent at that store. All right. That's the end of this episode. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, goodbye.